Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grumler. Wolverine. And this is our fan surface episode. We've been doing an educational series, Bill, which is I have had so much fun with as of late. Dude, it's, it is fun because it, it kind of gets you out of the number, 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 yeah. number. And into, like, there really is a lot of theory and thought behind it. But mm -hmm. I, I think when, you know, if you're like, especially if you're a new programmer, you, you get lost in the, oh, I need to make a 21-15-9. It needs to be five minutes. It needs to be six rounds. It needs to be. Benchmark, benchmark, but, benchmark, benchmark. Oh, yeah, but I mean, you have all of these things that though all of that stuff is built on. You know, so I, 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 it is fun. It's super fun. And I mean, we geek out on numbers, but we can very easily geek out on the theory part of it too. Cause it's just what we do, man. Yeah. And this, you know, we it's started we this do. podcast, which we're coming up on our two year anniversary in March, I believe. I know. I know. Our quarantine thing. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Some people were baking sourdough bread. And we were started a podcast. <laughs> there you go. We just wanted to hang out and talk. More exactly. I know. I was like, hey, instead of calling you, instead of FaceTiming you, <laughs> let's yeah. FaceTime you and record our conversation. And, um, really? you know, we started this podcast to talk programming. Now, we wanted to analyze the programming a lot. That was really the impetus of it is how we got started. But really is, you know, we, we had to play, what, 13 years of catch up? <laughs> Yeah, pass cross it games, regionals, opens. Like we we had a lot of catching up to do for analyzing the programming, but as we advance forward and you know we evolve, it's like we look. We want to teach you guys what we know about programming. What's important about it? What are the, all the little nuances that maybe you never thought of? Because we get those little light bulbs. I, I feel like every day, or I mean that, that's a little too like hyperbole, but like every month something will come up. I'm like, damn. I never thought about it like that. Like uh, you're, yeah, totally. I mean, not to repeat what we did like for two past episodes, but people are still talking about the assault bike scale that you had. Have you, tried, have you tried that one yet? Yeah, it's great. It's not bad, right? No, it's like great. It, it, it does exactly what you're wanting it to do. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of our, uh, you know, we, we've done two educational episodes so far. We talked about, um, the first one was, you know, how we view or how we approach programming and, you know, we, we go for a, a top-down approach as far as ability level and down. And it, it was program for the best, scale for the rest. That's a, that's a phrase used at the level one training seminars, especially when they're talking about programming. They use it at level two as well. And then we talked about scaling in our second one and how scaling ties directly with that approach of a top-down training methodology. But one of the examples we uh, used on the scaling one was Okay, we're going for a, a five to ten minute workout, and our example that I used was Karen, which we were right. doing today at the yeah. gym. And at the 8.30, you know, just to give you guys an example, it's like, look, we had people that went RX and got like eight minutes. It was like, great. It's like, that's, that's peak, you know, basic Karen frame time, five to ten minutes. And then, you know, it was RX. And this other guy's like, I've never been able to break ten. I was like, great. Guess what we're going to do today? Here's a 14-pound ball, and go for it. And he gets like 745. And then another guy's like, I can't squat. I've got this hip thing. I was like, get on that assault bike over there and do 100 cows. And everyone was in like 30 seconds of each other, and they all looked the same when the workout was over. Yep. And in this episode is we're going to talk about variance. And a lot of times when we use this phrase, we're going to go in, you know, basically – what it means, how we relate that to programming itself, and how we relate that to a multitude of different things like 
workout time domains, movement patterns, the way you put some together or oppose them. And uh, we don't really know how far down this rabbit hole is going to get, but I just know we're going to start digging. <laughs> I, got, I got my shovel. Yeah, that's great. So uh, we're, today we're going to talk about variance and how that relates to programming in general and the way you, you look at programming and how to stack your weeks, your, uh, your days, your months, your years up on a, on a daily workout day after day. But before we get there, we're going to talk about our partners of the show. Number one, Bub's Naturals. Bub'sNaturals.com is where you go. Bub's Naturals is what you put in your coffee every morning it's a mct oil powder it's a collagen protein they have apple cider vinegar gummies and that is my starter kit to the day i'm waking up at 4 15 i'm not happy but as soon as i see that coffee and that aroma hits my face when i come downstairs and i can mix it all together in my little hand blender and then the world starts to make sense again to me when I get that concoction together. And if you guys want to be a part of that, you want a non-dairy creamer, you got the MCT oil powder. If you guys want to do good things for your nails, hair, skin, your digestive system, you put some protein in your coffee. We keep forgetting to say that. You're getting 25 grams of protein in your coffee to start the day. Thank you very much. Go to bumpsnaturals.com. Use the code GETWITH20 for 20% off every order every single time. And while you're at it, click on over. This should be in your save thing when, you, when you're like, hey, where do you want to go next? Well, I just hit the top thing in my search engine, and just below that should be element26.co. That is your one-stop shop for all your CrossFit accessory needs. Bill, I heard some bad news yesterday. What? They are sold out of their kick-ass hand grips until like May. Oh man! Yes, uh, they still have the finger no hold. They still have the finger hold ones, but the 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 fingerless ones, the just the straps on the rig, yeah. sold out till May. Yeah, you guys have no idea wow. what you're missing, and now that you do, you're going to be missing them till May. But you can still get the fingertip <laughs> one. They're still there, available. Listen, you got what eight days? What is today? The fifteenth. Oh, nine days, Bill. Until the open starts. Single digits. Single digits. I'll tell you what, go to element26.co right now. Get yourself some sweat, wristbands, whatever grips they have left, and some thumb tape. Put in the code GETWITH15, save you on some shipping, maybe get next day air. Right? Put it towards that and get it into your affiliate or into your house before the open starts next Thursday stat. And as we get set for it, we want to talk about the Wadproof app, Bill. It's not just a video app anymore. They have leveled up to the bionic portion of this, which I, I'm, I've been putting off because I don't want to be exposed. <laughs> it's, like, it's like my shoulder hurts, so I'm not going to go to the doctor so he can tell me exactly what's wrong with me. But I know that I should and, and uh, for, for a multitude of reasons why. Yeah, the Wadproof app, ad, level up, I mean, that's the best way to say it, is they went from just a – video recording get your stuff you know submitted for the open or qualifiers or whatever to being able to compare yourself with other athletes being able to go head to head with other videos to going up to the pro pack where you can get all kinds of access or access to all kinds of different 12 week programs whether it's gymnastics whether it's weightlifting whether it's being a masters athlete whether it's rowing whether it's just your engine your nutrition whatever they have that there you uh, to they have that there for you to access to just improve yourself as an overall athlete. And then now with the bionic setup, which is just, I mean, go bionic is their whole thing. And I tell you what, if you do this right, 
it does work that way. They're using AI to help program and see where you are mobility-wise, where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are, and then developing from that a personalized plan that you can use daily, uh, whether you have 10 minutes to do it a day, 15 minutes to do, do it a day, 30 minutes to do it a day, it will set it up for you. That is $19.99 a month. And I tell you what, it is by far worth every single cent of that because, again, we know what it feels like when we aren't in pain. We know what it feels like when we move well. And the better we can move and the better mobility we have, the better we're going to be able to do all those things. So get yourself mobile. Go bionic. Get a cool program. Get some thumb tape. Throw some protein in your face. <laughs> It's all yours. You got it. When you said I could only imagine like me opening the tub of like MCT oil powder and just like snorting it like cocaine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Now that'll wake you up at 430 in the morning. I tell you what. Well, yeah. here, today's episode is going to be on the singular word variance, what that means, how we use that in our programming and how we can use that effectively in our day to day programming at the gym. And the big thing where variants came from is that, you know, when CrossFit first came on the scene, and if you just went to .com as a, as a novice, and I did the same thing, you're scrolling through this daily workout, and you're like, this is so random. And that was the, we would use the R word. And, it, you know, if programmers out there, or, you know, training staff out there, the, the, the red flag goes up. It's not random. It's varied. Now, Bill, just to explain to either, you know, new to the sport or not the sports, new to CrossFit, new to programming, new to training, describe the difference between the two when we talk varied versus random. All right. So, you know, one of the precipices of pre precipices, is that the right word? I'm going to, I the, will accept. A precipice. Judges okay. <laughs> accepted. Uh, <laughs> Judges um, <laughs> of CrossFit is that you should be able to have anything that comes your way and be able to have some sort of level of proficiency with it. That's that whole hopper, the hopper theory. Mm. Um, anything that can come at you, you should be ready to go. Now, to train for anything to come your way, you think it seems on the top level, on the very surface level, that it should be random training. And that's what many novice crossfitters and novice crossfit coaches think is that they need to just throw all kinds of stuff like a splatter effect at you mm -hmm. to be able to get the different um responses and stimulus and adaption by your body uh if we do the same normal stuff all the time then we don't get the adaptation that we think we do we do in the beginning when your body isn't used to it but the second your body's used to running three miles a day every day on a treadmill at a 10 mile at a 10 mile an hour pace then up to a point, you actually have a decreased adaptation, a, a decreased level of fitness because you just are getting too efficient for it. So you want to be able to change it up. That changing it up made everyone feel like, oh, is this or we should be doing a random setup. But random doesn't always get you on the path that you're trying to go. So if you have a path and our path is you're making me dizzy here by sorry, this all around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if your path to fitness and to increased level of fitness, which is, you know, which is one of the greatest things that CrossFit ever did with Glassman was defining fitness. So you have your goal out there. Mm -hmm. Now you have your roadmap from where you are currently to what you are trying to get to. 
if you're trying to have increased work capacity across broad times with modal domain, yes, that says everything and anything, but there are going to be things that we are good at and there are going to be things that we're bad at. And we still want to be able to have an adaptation to that. So to do that, you need to be thinking about different things, but in a systematic way. So I think when you are talking varied, um, there is a plan to what you are choosing to do and mm -hmm. why you're, you know, why you're, you're choosing to do it. And that, you know, we, we talk about why all the time and programming is not just a, because I said so, or because it's hard or because of whatever <laughs> right. it is, it is a purpose. There is a plan and there's a reason for the things that you are doing. And so when we vary our, um, prongs for adaptation and our methods of adaptation, we can choose to do pushing, pulling, pressing, squatting. Um, it can be heavy, moderate, light. It can be high volume, low volume. It can be a certain amount per minute. It can be just go until you, you know, do these unbroken. It can be all of these different things. And each one of those are going to be a different adaptation. So when we talk varied, mm -hmm. we are now talking, yes, I don't want you to do the exact same thing all the time but I want you to change it up in a systematic way so that we get the adaptation while you still know that you're on the path of trying to get to where you're trying to get to. Yeah. And I work? think, yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the, the best way to look at it, because you know, some people may see is like almost see these as just like different words, like semantics. Right. Right. And, and when you talked about random as like a hopper model, a hopper model is just, it's that blind luck of the draw. Right. Yep. You're rolling this bin, you're pulling out ping pong balls that have workouts on them. That's random because there's there's an infinite number. Think of like an infinite number of movements and workouts and time frames. And when a ball gets pulled out, it doesn't mean that ball is gone forever. Assume that that ball stays in there. So randomly, by chance, you could pull the same thing out back to back to back. That's just random. Yep. Where random, I think, gears more towards a test that maybe life throws at you. Life is random. And it could be random in a sense of what you get asked to do with say just your friends. Hey, you wanna, can you help me move? Okay, I'm gonna be moving some heavy weight. It'll be a long, slow day. Hey, do you wanna go for a jog? Do you wanna go play pickup basketball? Do you wanna play with, you know, like we're gonna go play with my kids. We're gonna go throw tennis balls with my dog. We're gonna go surfing. We're gonna ride the, you know, uh, see do or like we're going to do all of these things like that's random and hopefully i had the ability to do any of that at any time varied is when it comes to training mm -hmm. and variance is targeted it's deliberate for that specific day but then the day after also looks at the day prior and builds off of that and so like variance i think is a lot like brick stacking Brick stacking while you build a foundation and say build a house of fitness, whether that's your health and fitness, whether it's the sport of fitness, whether it's strength development, gymnastics, endurance, variance for the day is a brick you lay on purpose. And then you keep stacking those as they go on. So variance to me is very targeted where random is, is more of a testing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think there's gotta be a direction to it. And, and I think for a lot of new programmers, that's a very difficult it's a difficult thing to do. It's not necessarily difficult to understand. It's mm -hmm. difficult to do because it's like, how do you, how do you switch up what you're doing 
but still know that you're on the same path of where you're trying to go. And, you know, whether you are, you know, and I think one of the things we need to always kind of throw in here is when you are looking at programming for an individual, if mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, personal one-on-one coaching, or if you're doing group coaching, yeah, personal one-on-one coaching is very easy to know exactly where you need to go because yes. you're dealing with that one person and you know exactly where the strengths are and the weaknesses are. If they have a certain event that you're trying to prep them for or, or whatever the case may be. So it's, it's a very, the, it's very clear what you have to do when you have group classes. It's like, okay, how can I get this group mm-hmm. to improve their fitness? How, and that's where I think where variance is even more important Yes, because now you don't have specifics like in your group of 10 people or 12 people, you may have some people that like, okay, they need to build some strength. Maybe these people over here don't have real good flexibility. Maybe these people here aren't very good at gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So how do you keep them all moving forward by doing that? And the way that you do that is that you vary the way that you program with the idea of, you know, general physical paradigm or uh, GPP uh, yep. set up in that so that you can drive forward and vary the ways that you attack strength pieces, gymnastic pieces, you know, metabolic conditions, pieces, long, slow stuff, sprint stuff, high intensity, whatever. Yeah. Build those in a way that's systematic for you and for your group to keep moving everybody forward. But it's mm-hmm. a t- it's a very difficult thing to just kind of spitball when you throw <laughs> it out there, you know? It is. And I think <clears throat> you're absolutely right. People would honestly think the other way is that, okay, programming specifically for an individual to get them somewhere seems more, more difficult or more stressful. I'm like, actually, it's the opposite. Totally. It's like, I know what they need to get better at. <laughs> so yeah. I'll vary what they need. It's like, okay, so say for me, um, I lack uh, posterior strength, especially pulling from the floor or holding a front rack. It's like, okay, well, you should deadlift more. I was like, yes, but there are a variety of ways to strengthen that. It could be deadlifts. It could be single leg RDLs. It could be, you know, Bulgarian split squats. It could be sitting in a face down position on the GHD and holding a plate so I can keep my scaps retracted and strength. It could be ring rows, right? And that's where we get into the variance element. And when you look at a group class, when you focus on variance, I think it takes the pressure off the programmer. It's like, listen, if, if I hit all of these things, when I have a random collection of fitness levels between my athletes, some people are going to get theirs and some people are going to get what they need. And if you vary it as you should, everyone's going to get a, a, a dose of everything. And when you have that, oh, like yeah. you said, that GPP, that general physical preparedness, then you everyone's going to get a little bit of everything. And then collectively, as you train <clears throat> like that over the years, that is going to elevate your fitness level. Right, you're gonna expand your bubble of fitness. It's like, okay, that I don't like doing strength, but I'm gonna add that in, and so you just expand that line around that next thing you do. Right, that that sprint workout on the assault bike that I don't want to do, <laughs> circle that one. Right, and and that's where the the variance comes in, and it's I I want to tell programmers, especially new ones, is don't stress out in the group setting about who's not maybe getting what. Because in the end, it's like, oh, well, they're really good at that. It's like, great, now they can be better at it. Or they're going to have a day that they're happy. (laughs) If you just gave them what they sucked at every day, and this also goes on the individual programming side, it's like they're going to be very unhappy with the program. you got to throw them (laughs) a bone at least once a week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally. You want you you, you got to have those. You got to have those little wins. You know, you have to have those little wins. And I, 
I, I see it all the time. I will see certain days and it can be the exact same day mm-hmm. where one person is like, oh, hell yes. <laughs> and yeah. another person is like, I almost didn't come today. <laughs> right. In the because same class. In the exact same class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, think about, like, or we're, you know, like we just said at the top of the show is that I think we're like, we're programming Karen. It's like all the little people are like, this workout sucks. And then the, all the really tall people are like, no, this workout really sucks. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a difference. And I think when you, when we start to dive into the simplicity of variance, like say from a basic level, don't stress about who's doing what or who's good at what or not. Like just look at the variance of your programming and everyone's going to get theirs. And either they get what they're good at or they get what they're not. And both are equally important. When it comes to variance, you know, when they do uh, in the level one seminar, for those of you guys that haven't gone there in their programming lecture, they break down how to structure variance for them. So mm-hmm. you have, you know, you, you make your little chart and you have G for gymnastics, you have your M for Metcon, you have your W for weightlifting and you put it on there. You, you, you put those three letters together in as many different ways as you possibly can think of. And then, and so that that kind of builds in your your variance, or at least your your schedule, of how you're going to program that day. So maybe mm-hmm. one day it's just gymnastic. Maybe the next day it's you know you, you have your single ones of whatever. Then all of a sudden, uh, on another day it's gymnastics and weightlifting, and then it's monostructural and weightlifting, and then you have all three of them, and then you have three gymnastics, and then you have three monostructural, and then you have three weight. I mean, whatever it ends up being, you 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 have your plan. And I think that that's a very nice way as a beginner to look at what you're supposed to do. I know that I don't do it that way. I have right. my own way of doing it. And I, and I think that like, We've like I want to get into like into how I do ways. it. Yeah. I do my thing and you do your thing. But um, I think that that's a great way to show, okay, now I know that I'm having the three pieces our macro pieces varied mm-hmm. appropriately. And then I can get into, all right, well now I, and because that's the first layer and then it's like, okay, long, medium or short time wise. And then yep. you go heavy, moderate or light weight wise. And then you go, you know, intensity wise. I mean, like there are all these different levels that you can go down to. So there are a lot of boxes to fill in, but I think that that first setup of making sure that you're hitting gymnastics, metabolic and uh or monostructural and uh, uh weightlifting mm-hmm. on that monthly chart is a really great way to start if you don't know how to how to how to get them all in there yep and i think you know what we want to do is that you know when bill says we don't specifically program that way i program different than bill and build programs different than me and different than this guy and this guy and this guy is that we we want to come back to this is that there is no perfect program yeah there's a there's a outline of you know, it's like okay you want to make sure it's varied in how and stimulus and this like that like those macro ideas are all very important now there is bad programming but there's no perfect variance solution is it five is it two sets of 12 minute ones is it an amrap is it for time is it an emon like that as long as everything continues to change and evolve and be varied as you want to dictate it there's no perfect way to vary your programming. Now there is an imperfect way. All my workouts so are weird. All my workouts are twenty minutes long. Right. It's like okay, that's different. It's like we always do back squats. It's like okay, well that's not very varied, right? And so 
Um, yeah, in real fast, let me throw this in real yeah. fast. The, the other, the other uh, workout program that used that, you know, the whole, the whole muscle confusion thing was that Beachbody setup. Yes. And when they did that, they had their workouts that you would put on your little, you get on your little CD and you put it in there every single time. Now they, they would change the body parts that you would work, mm -hmm. but every single time it was a 45 minute workout, the same basic stimulus, the same basic idea, almost every single time with the idea of we're going to change the body parts so that we confuse your muscles. Mm -hmm. And in theory, I mean, like there was an element of that that was like, okay, yeah. that makes sense. But it was, it really wasn't quote unquote confusing the way I think that they thought they were doing it because right. it didn't, it's very hard to explain to, I guess, a client. Okay. Why am I working 45 minutes in one day and the next day I'm only working eight? Mm -hmm. Like how, that's it. Like, right. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, and there is a purpose for that. There's gotta be an understanding of that, but that also comes from the coach and the programmer to be like, okay, this is why this is here. This is the varied reason why we're doing this. This is the purpose of trying to guide, you know, to drive you to a particular point of fitness or whatever the, yeah. the idea is. But I, it's, um, I think that's important to understand, you know? Right. And I love the term you use muscle confusion. And then the way like they describe it is like muscle confusion, which I don't want to ever apply to like CrossFit, but like if we really put it down, it's like, well, it's legs, butts, calves, hamstring, abs, chest. We're confusing your muscle groups. Like that's not confusion. It's like you go here. <laughs> muscle confusion, if we really want to, and this is where variance comes into play, is like we're going to push. We're going to push. We're going to do a push-up. We're going to do a ring dip. We're going to go a handstand push-up. We're going to do a dumbbell push press. And now we're going to do a barbell bench press. And then we're going to do a single arm kettlebell press. Like that's confusion. That's using yeah. the same muscle group in a pressing movement pattern in 10 different ways. Boom. Just like that. That's muscle. It was like, I didn't know I could do it this way and then this way and then backwards. And then like, you know, like dips off me and like plank push-ups or whatever. Like there's, and that's where this conversation of variance comes into play. So for a new CrossFitter or a new programmer, in the level one training seminar and in the programming lecture, you know, Greg outlined a loose outline of, of how to look at this just with, with new eyes and take a week of programming. And he says, you want to live your life in couplets and triplets, you know, and that's what Bill's talking about, gymnastics and monostructural, and then the triplet is weightlifting, gymnastics and, and monostructural, whatever, like, think about, you know, three four four of those in the week and he's like live your life in couplets and triplets go heavy every once in a while and long right like once a week and and that's really for a new person like if you can do that it's like hey we have a couplet we have a triplet you know we're we're gonna go heavy one day and we're gonna go 20 plus minutes the next so there's two of my days gone maybe i throw in two rest days that means i have three workouts i really need to program and i mix and match those it's like if that's yep. your baseline now you have an outline to play with it's like, okay, I, and again, this is just cookie cutter so we can better explain variance. I've got a strength day. Say that's a lift. And then I have a long day. 20 plus minutes is considered long in CrossFit. And then I have three days outside of my two dedicated rest days because CrossFit's three on one off is to mix in some couplets and triplets. Now there's a million different things. It doesn't have to be that, but let's for simplicity's sake say that. It's like, okay, now what do we do? I was like, okay, what's the first thing you look at? Now we've varied the type of workouts. So look at strength day. And 
you can vary that between one rep maxes, three rep, five rep, build as these EMOM squat tests and, and lifts like percentage work, five by three, five by five, 10 by two, 20 by, that's when the variance comes into play. Like, you know, Bill, what are some of your favorite like strength variances you use on heavy days? Um, heavy, so we do well, here's the thing, one. like the way you program actually, and I don't mean to cut you off, but like you actually have a, a very unique variance of strength days because you you have that as part of your program daily. Yeah, yeah. So we, which one do you want me to do? Some of my uh, favorite ones or how uh, I set it up? Yeah, how you set it up. Let's go to that. Like, okay. like how do you approach your strength days? Because, you know, you, you do a, you're, you're a lift Metcon at, yeah. uh, at your affiliate. And so they get a, they get a vast variety as a way to test strength. Like, yeah. Go so through that. I, the way I set up my skeleton I don't do the GWC or the, the GWM setup, right. but my version of that is for our strength days, I have a seven day cycle on a six day week. So I have um, two squat days, two press days, a deadlift day, an Olympic lifting day, and a long day is how I set that up. I like that. Um, the reason I have it a seven day cycle on a six day week is because I program Monday through Saturday, Sunday is kind of like our fun, long, whatever people show mm -hmm. up to that, whatever. I don't know when people are going to take the rest days based on their schedule. And this all kind of came from when I was in fire. Everyone's schedules were always different. So I didn't program like every Thursday is our rest. Which day I think whatever. is so cool. Is like your, what? your lifestyle really changed your view 100%. on how you program. I yeah, think that's 100%. fascinating. And that goes for everybody. Um, but so then what I do is, uh, that way, if you hit, so it'll go squat, press, deadlift, squat, press, Olympic lifting, long. And then it repeats. Now, if you only come in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because that's your schedule, if I was to only do the same type of lifts on a, on a six-day week or whatever, then you mm -hmm. would only hit squats. Uh... But now it rotates. So if, it's, if squat is on Monday... On the following week, that squat would be on Tuesday. Got it. The following week, it's on Wednesday. So it rotates. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, so that way I can make sure, and this is where I'm putting variance in, is I don't know what everyone's schedules are, but I will vary that day and make it systematic. But it's I have variance in depending on what days you show up. So mm -hmm. if you only show up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I can make sure that you will always get a squat, a press, a deadlift, an Olympic lifting, and a long because oh, I will rotate okay. that through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's how I do that. The other half of the day, I have between, I, I have a, 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 for the most part, like about a 20 minute block mm -hmm. that I will do somewhere between a 10 minute to a 20 minute workout piece. It may be an EMOM. I, I like doing capacity style EMOM stuff. Um, it might be a so many rounds for time in this amount of time frame. And if you don't finish it, you know, it's you, what, what we do is so that everyone gets a score is I have a cap time on there and I'm kind of using my uh, ability to, to know about where the general feel would be. If you don't complete it, then every rep that you missed is a second on top of the cap time, whatever. So that way everyone okay. can get a time. Or I'll break up that time frame. Oh, uh, one that I really like to use a lot um, is it's a 17-minute clock, five minutes, a five-minute AMRAP, 
a three minute rest, a four minute AMRAP, a two minute rest, and then a three minute AMRAP. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the movements in there will be similar, um, usually changing the weights, changing the rep schemes, whatever. But then I can get some intensity work with some decent rest to get them back into whatever. So that's how I'm kind of gearing my stuff as I get to plug and play. Then when I have all that laid out, I mean, I have yeah. probably eight, eight years of workouts I can look back and I can look back on the week before. And be like, okay, what did we do? I can look back in the last month. Where did we hit? Yeah. Uh, on my strength lifts, I have general strength, um, like linear progression type setups, mostly for like deadlift. Um, that's probably the most linear that we do. But I can, you know, have that bump up, and then in the right. squats, I vary between my front squat, back squat, and overhead squat, and just kind of make my way that way. So, but I can see where we're doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, the linears are pretty set, but I love doing. Um, like I call them parties, it's a 12 minute EMOM. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do a three minute EMOM of four reps at a particular percentage and a three minute EMOM of three reps at an increased percentage and then three at two reps at an increase. And then three minute EMOM of one rep at like usually around like 85 or 90% of whatever the movement is that we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, or that one that I told you the other day, the, the back squat one. Yes. It was, that was gnarly, yeah, dude. <laughs> call it back squat fives. Oh. And so it's a 10 minute EMOM. You go, uh, five reps at 45%, five rep for the first minute, five reps at 55% for the second minute, minute three is 65%. And then five reps at four minutes to 10 is at 75%. Mm -hmm. And you just do five reps every single time or rack yeah. it up. And yeah. that's the example we want to give you guys it, when you're listening is like, that's one variance of a multitude of variances that Bill has when just doing strength work. Yeah. And that's your heavy. Right, strength work, variant, imams. Like I said, five by fives, heavy singles. You know, there's there's an infinite number of ways to vary that. Just as long as that is like, hey, in a week's worth of training, you should be going heavy at least one time a week. Yeah. Right? Or or have options to. Um, the other one is going long. And I think long is twenty plus. How you want to do that, that's the fun part. Yeah. You can it's like scales. There are an infinite number of ways to scale and modify a single movement or a workout. And when you say it's like, we're going 20 plus, like, hey, cool. What do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. Figure it out. Vary it. It's like, well, I want to run, do kettlebell swings and, and burpees. Like, well, we did that last week. Change it up. It's like, all right, double unders, uh, strict pull-ups and whatever, like <laughs> wall balls. But it doesn't matter because when we take a step back of what we've already looked at over the last two episodes that we've done is like, okay, I'm going to look at my best athletes. I want this to take 20 minutes and I want to use these movements. And I was like, all right, well, how is it going to take that person 20 minutes? Then you just mix and match three rounds of this. Like, ah, oh, that'll be too short. Make it five. Right. And vary all of these things that look, we're not even going to tell you what to do, but make sure that when you are looking at that, your stimulus is 20 plus minutes. So make sure is when you when you put these things together, it's going to achieve that. Now every once in a while, someone goes faster and someone goes thirty plus. You're like, whoops, yeah. <laughs> I misappropriated that. But that's that's the thing, right? That's the f variance is just as fun as scaling. How how often? Well, let me ask you this: What's your what's your kind of outlining setup that you have? What do you do? Um, so I'll do I program twelve weeks at a time, and I actually think this should be our next episode is how we frame a training cycle. 
Okay. But uh, as far as what you know, what I do and like you do is like I have a dedicated like once a week. I have a dedicated strength day with two accessory strength days. Like so, a dedicated strength day for me is that we have group class programming that's programmed six days a week. We just don't have a Sunday workout, right? So say yeah. Monday through Saturday, and then <laughs> for us, it's like if you just did the group class, you'd be fine. But we have accessory work in there. So say this training cycles are we're going to work on gymnastics. It's like, okay, so Monday and Friday we'll do gymnastics. Wednesday, say we'll do deadlifts as accessory work outside of the group class, right? And so what I'll do is I'll take 12 weeks, I'll frame it out. And be like, okay, Monday I wanted to be this style, say it's interval work. And then Tuesday I wanted to be the heavy day. And then Wednesday I wanted to be a 20 plus minute. And then Thursday I wanted to be no barbells. And then Friday I wanted to be an old regional workout fitting a time frame, right? So it's like, say Mondays is a bunch of two minute bouts with rest. Tuesdays is we're doing triples, right? Heavy triples of any different movement. We're just doing in threes. And then Wednesday, we want it to be 15 minutes. Thursday, 20 plus. Friday, less than 10. And then Saturdays, it's like something off the wall. And that's, that's how I do it per training cycle. But every training cycle I do has, a, has an underlying theme of where we want everybody to go. So, for example, this last 12 weeks, this is week 12, and it was designed to end the week before the Open starts. So we did a lot, lot more of classic open movements. We did an open workout every Wednesday. And so people have, for me, a schedule of things, right? And so people may miss always on Tuesday. And that's just the, the one thing that we have. Now, we do have days where people can open gym and make up these things. But, like, that's the gamble, Right. That's the right. gamble I play. Um, <clears throat> and, and so that's how I vary it. So when I have these dedicated time blocks or, or metabolic pathways and time frames I want to hit, then I just make things up. Bill does, sends me a workout. I'm like, that's really cool. That's a 15 minute workout that fits perfectly on my Friday outline. So I'm going to put it there and then I'm going to modify the rest of the week so I don't double up on toes to bar because I have it on Friday. And I'm going to make sure Wednesdays is 20 plus because we're doing 15 on Friday. And that's where the variance comes into play. So I have an outline and my outline is already varied and set. And once I've done that, then I vary, like I varied my time domains. I feel like I do that first. Now that I'm talking it out. Yeah. I think that's kind of, I I, think I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like that's, that's the initial. Yeah. um, Now that we're talking it out, it's like I vary time domains and modalities. Yeah. Interval, strength, long, short, heavy. And then from there, you the world is is available to you. And get inspired as you see things. And that I that now that happens to me daily. How many yeah. screenshots I have on my cell phone of workouts that I've seen people program. I'm like, "Okay, there's a 10-minute one I'm going to save whenever this comes up." And that's where the variance comes into play. So I think next episode we'll do would be on uh, wireframing a training cycle. That'll you be, know what? And I, that'll, that'll be fun. I will say that I think that uh, not to give away all my secrets. <laughs> I, I, I think I think we're very different when it comes to that. We are, we are, and that you and know, that's pretty like cool, I, right? Yeah, like I, I'm uh, much less structured. I think more intuitive than. Mm. Than you, at least, at least my feel of where the direction that I'm going. Yeah. 
which is really weird. Like I'm just now fine. I think I'm now just realizing that that's how I am. I mean, you kind of do what you do and you well, don't he, know. I never talked to my program. I'm very out. organized or I'm very whatever. It's like, Oh, I, I, I mean, I know that I have a lot of thinking that goes into what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but it's much more of a, for me, I, I, I'm just kind of realizing it's much more of an intuitive type of a feel. Like a by feel, you mean? Kind of. I mean, I just, uh, I kind of know where I want us to go. Uh, um, I'm different when I go with individual people. Oh, yeah. Pure one-on-one. I'm more strict. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm way more strict. Well, I think I'm I'm very, I program very different between the two. Mm -hmm. Because when when I'm working with a person, I know where we are trying to go. Right. And I know exactly, I mean, even if, even, even if, and I have some athletes that, you know, they're, they're either dealing with like injuries and Mm -hmm. they wanted to do the open, but now they can't do the open because they're, we're we're working through some injury stuff or whatever. Um, Even on that, like the stuff that I have them do is very individualized to them in the direction that they're trying to go. Where is the class? I mean, I have some people that. I mean, they do the open, but mm-hmm. there's no, they're doing the open just because we're CrossFitters and we do the open, but yeah, like they're not the like, gym's doing Hey, it. I want you to prep me for the open. Right. Right. But I'm able to kind of set it up to where the people that just want to sweat, mm-hmm. the people who really don't care about the open, the people that want to do really well in the open, the ones that are very concerned about how they did last year and when to improve so much more this year. Now I, I, I think with that, that's my intuitive kind of feel of how yeah. I push the boat forward. You know, um, it, I, it's really fun. It's, it's interesting actually thinking about that. Yeah. And so. I, I love when we get to talk about how different we are yet, as we said before, there's no right direct path, but yeah. yet how similar we are as athletes yeah. individually and with each other and how similar everyone kind of gets theirs. And that's where the beauty of variance is, is that as long as it's varied, no matter really how you do it appropriately, everyone should arrive to the destination all in a similar path, which I think Uh, is super fun. No, no, I think I'll agree with that 100%. Um, Have you had any of your members be like, hey, you know, it seems like we've been doing a lot of cleans lately. (laughs) We've been doing a lot of squats lately. Seems like we're just doing way too much of that. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I love that. Every yes. time every time I get that, uh, I just kind of go like this. And you, uh, if you're listening, you can't see us. But, like, it, I all of a sudden turn into, like, the Cheshire Cat where my smile just grows. Weep. And gets really <laughs> big. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so for the listeners, Bill, <laughs> say you have a seven-day, seven straight days of programming. And you are, he's like, hey, we're squatting every day this week. You're like, yes. But let me explain the variance of the way we are doing that. Oh, yeah. I love it. Let's I do love that. It. You, you, All right, l- so. Run us through a, a totally random, because this isn't written down, off the cuff, so. seven different ways to squat. Okay. Starting off, heavy. We're going one rep max, something heavy, or mm. some heavy, heavy EMOM. So we get our heavy squatting in there. Okay, heavy. Um, the next day, we could be doing... Um, Squat cleans, lighter weight, a little bit higher volume, um, somewhere around there where we're doing like reps of 10 to 15, say three rounds, four rounds, not too, not too heavy of a weight, but something you can kind of move. 
-hmm. Next one, we're doing something like Cindy, where it's air squats. Or uh, so we have high volume, very lightweight. Another one can be that we are doing uh, single arm thrusters uh, with dumbbells. Another one could be doing that we're doing pistols or we're doing step ups um, on another day. Another one could be that we are doing yeah, two more um, overhead squats. Ooh, um, a little bit heavier weight, or we're doing no. I take that back. It's the overhead squat day, so we're doing pause. We're doing tempoed overhead mm. squat. Um, that one isn't on a time frame. We're just doing kind of a wave setup, so like two rounds of like seven reps, and then a five reps, and then three reps, and then three reps of increased weight. And then another one we'll do a. A long EMOM. Okay. Um, and one of the elements in there will be um, hang goblet squats. Ooh. Okay. So let me back, let me walk this back for our, we're squatting everyday person. On day one, we did a heavy single back squat. Back hmm. of the shoulders, high percentage, say 10 by one, build up to a heavy single for the day. Not a max. Max out. If you max out, great. If you feel good, go big. If you yeah. don't, give me something heavy. 10 by 1. You got 10 reps. Let's see where we get. We're not failing anything here. Yeah. Just on the back, squatting down. On day two, you had some moderate volume of cleans at a light weight, 10 to 15 reps. And that movement pattern is a pull from the floor and a receiving position in the front rack position as we squat for 10 to 15 reps at a time in, say, a Metcon. Yeah. The next one is your body weight. Air squats. No weight on the body. High volume. High intensity. Lots of reps. 100 plus. And then you have your thrusters. So now we have a single arm, odd object, unevenly weight distributed, full squat to press overhead. Okay, We haven't done that movement pattern yet. And then you have an ISO, something like a pistol. So one leg working at a time. Pistols are box step-ups. Unilateral work. Overhead squat at tempo, which I love. Love, love, love. <laughs> Overhead position, which we haven't done yet. Tempo work, meaning a controlled movement pattern. Typically, you know, it's a three-second descend to the bottom, a two-second pause, and then stand up, where we're working more body positioning and control than we are heavy weights. So it's yeah. a very low intensity as far as weight and reps are concerned, but it's high intensity as far as control and body control. And then you have your hang goblet squats with a kettlebell from a mid-hang position to the front rack with an odd object for, again, maybe there's some of those mid-tier ranges at moderate to lightweight. Yeah. Boom. And we just, Bill just made that up. I didn't prep them. <laughs> and it's like, yes, we did technically break parallel every day. But this variance doesn't beat itself up day after day squatting every day in a bad way what if bill goes hey heavy singles every day but i'm going to vary it because it's going to be back squat front squat overhead squat zercher squat <laughs> safety squat bar <laughs> box squat and then tempo you know like that isn't a variance yes he's varying the movement but he's not varying the stimulus yeah, that and I think over that, stimulus yep. is one of those things. Again, there's a there's a lot in the world of variance here, guys. Oh man, a ton. Uh, you know, I I do a lot of, especially with the class programming. I prioritize through 
our biggest movements. You know, one thing in the CrossFit, they always talk, we always talk about, you know, uh, large loads, long distances quickly. What produces the most amount of power? What are the movements that we need for independent living? So you are, you will squat every single day in life. Yes. Every single day. So if someone says to me like, Hey, you know, I think we're squatting too much. I'm like, well, so did you not take a shit today? <laughs> because I don't know. I mean, unless you just airdropped it, I don't know what you did, you know, um, maybe in a public it, restroom. It, maybe that's your only, <laughs> right. that's all you have access to. <laughs> I mean, the, the squat is a movement that we do every single day, mm-hmm. picking something up off the ground every single day. Like those are primary things that we do. So we should, prioritize that as far as things that we need to do for general physical preparedness yep now it's the same thing when they say you know uh, but it's overused we're going to have overuse this that and i'm like point to me to a swimmer that only swam two days a week because they didn't want to get over usage work (laughs) in their shoulders because they're swimmers (laughs) it's like no they swim every day but how they swim in that is going to be different long, short, different strokes, different tempos of kicking, they're pulling, they're whatever. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. The priority, you can do those things a lot, but that also means that you need to not push the exact same thing every single time. Change up that intensity, change up that weight, change up that way that you're getting that stimulus using the similar pattern. Um, and again, there's variance right there. It's not random because if it was random, I could some week do one rep max every single day because that would be random or right. it could be technically be random. Um, but there has to be a plan of what you're trying to do. So if you see that you're having movements that you're doing multiple times, you need to make sure that you look at those and be like, okay, am I doing this different? Is mm. it going to be the same? And this is why I think it's real important to do your own programming because then you know exactly what it feels like. Yep. So you're like, oh shit, everyone in my gym, their legs are all broke. So even though I was planning on doing this, yeah, I think we need to change that up a little bit because I did it too and I'm smashed. Mm-hmm. So if I'm smashed, they're not going to come in tomorrow. Right. So, and, and that's, that's the fun part gang. It's like, what do I do? It's like, you have, you have so much to work with. Don't worry about what it's like, how do I, how do I vary this? It's like, just do it differently. Like you can, yeah. things you can vary, you can vary reps one to whatever. And then when you vary reps, you vary the, you vary the weight that you work within those rep schemes. The less reps you do, the more weight there should be. Not every time, but just as a guideline. The more yeah. reps you do, maybe the less. There's an inverse relationship there. Keep it simple. And that goes with all movements, with a bar, with kettlebells, with dumbbells, med balls. Gymnastic skill difficulty can be in the same realm, right? And there's, there's and this is, look, this is just cookie cutter. But if you just want to keep things simple, there's an inverse relationship between the number of reps you do and the difficulty of the rep needs to be. Start there. Right? <laughs> just start there. And, there, and, there and, and then you got like half of your concerns out of the way. You're like, okay, you know, just think like one to 100 or whatever. Right? Yeah. And you can vary the type of movement patterns you use. Push, pull, squat, core, jump, run, row, bike, double under. You can vary those. And within those movements, there's a ton of variance too. Bill just gave you seven different ways to squat. And there's 7,000 other more. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and that same goes for push. The same goes for pull. The same goes for core. The same goes for monostructural. Right? You can vary the time frames from less than five seconds for a one-off lift to 20, 30, 40, 60 plus minutes in your time domains. You can vary the days at which you do. We're going to go back-to-back squats to just throw people for a loop, and then we're going to do no squats for four days, and then we're going to come back and do four in a row, like whatever, right? You can this vary the way you structure things. And they're really, like we said, <clears throat> there's no perfect way to do it just as long as the variance stays continuous, right? And it's not random. Yeah, have a purpose. Have yeah. a purpose. Have a purpose. So, and that's where we come to say the baseline of of stimulus, or the baseline of what you want to get out of this training cycle or the day. And once you've established what you want to get out of a training cycle, a week, or the training day, that helps dictate everything else you do beyond that. How you program, how you scale, and then how or or program how you vary that how you scale that from there. And that's where it becomes simple. The only time you can get yourself in trouble is if you start getting into, and we all do this, like we have our own unknown biases until someone points it out to you. It's like, why is there no deadlifting in Chase's programming? I'm just kidding, I program it. I just might not do it. Right. And you get and you get in ruts. Like I've been in programming ruts. It's like writer's block. I've had programmer's block. I'm like, I don't know what to do today. Yeah. And yeah. so I just like grab something. Yeah. And you know, me and Bill, what's fun is like we have eight to ten years of backlogs of programming. It's like I can look back and look back and look back. It's like I honestly cannot tell you how infrequently I look back. Unless it's like, <laughs> hey, I developed this training program. I'm going to use that in this new cycle because it fits to what I want in the in the, you know, wire structure of the outline but i've programmed a new workout i've never seen or done before multiple times every new week and which is crazy to think over a course of 13 to 15 years totally i know but we do it's like oh i have all this stuff to fall back on it's like rarely do i do that yeah do you it's like you, you, ha- you have some I, favorites i go back oh totally i go back to it's like hey I, I like this one this is a this is a retest or this but like I also just, you know, I was like, think of something new. Think of something you, new. Think of something you different. Know what, you know what's really fun is this, is with some of the backlog stuff that we do, I'll go back and look at it, and then it's like, it's the same thing that we do like at the games. You know, this this event is awesome, but it, it would be so much better if they did this. Oh, yeah. So what I do, I now have, I'll come back and look at some workouts four years later and be like, this was good but it would be really cool if it was this way. Yeah. I mean, or I'm going to change this thing <laughs> to that, or I'm going to fix this and make it go this way. That then I, I mean, I end up having so much fun yeah. on my own. Yeah. So you guys I, think we only do that with cross of games programming. We're just like, Oh, oh man, change no this. Way. Like we do that to ourselves totally. weekly. There, you, fixed you, it. You look at, you look at a workout. <laughs> don't look at it for a week and come back to it. Mm-hmm. You will guarantee you want to make a change to it. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, but this, it sets different. Like, oh, I got this new feel. What if I did it this way? Oh, I could totally do it this way. Write it up, come back, and don't look at it again. Come back again in a week, and you'll be like, oh, I'm going to totally do it this way this time. Right. It's the craziest thing. 
Yeah, it's super fun. Like how have we not run out of shit yet? I don't. I don't understand. know. That's like that's so weird. But then that's so what we weird. mean is like we can't tell you how to exactly vary your programming because we've been doing it and not like retreading ourselves for f almost fifteen years. <laughs> and then like double that because like me and Bill don't program the same workout. Yeah. So double what we've made and. Those will all be completely different. And the other thousands of programmers, like that's that's the crazy thing is like there's so much out there that it can be overwhelming. So bring it down to the simplest form. What do you want to do? How do you want to, you know, attack your goal for this week or this training cycle or a month or whatever? Like pick a time frame. Pick a day. Start with one day. Okay, I want it to be a 15-minute workout, and I want it to be a triplet. Okay, well, what did you do the four days before? So let's look at that. Is there anything already planned in the next four days? Okay, so this takes things away. Boom. Have at it. Like it. I, just keep it simple. Start with one day. Look forward, look about what's to come, and then make your own. We did a five-minute. We did 10-minute. We're doing 20 minutes. Okay, uh, 15's on the table. Let's see if we can get to 15. Well, how do I know it's 15? Well, what would the best person in the world be able to do with this? Now I have my time frame. The best person in the world should get somewhere between 12 to 17 minutes in this workout. All right. Now, how do I scale it for John Doe and Jane Doe, who are just starting? This person's about mid-pack to get them within that. And then I use my infinite bag of scaling tricks because I know this is going to take 12 to 17 minutes. How do I get them there? Oh, we're doing pull-ups. Okay. Well, what different versions of pull-ups? Do I vary that? It's like, well, I, like you said, if you always do kip swings, let's do ring rows today. Yeah. I got to vary those scales. Vary that. Or, okay. I'm going to do jumping pull-ups. I'm going to use a band. I'm going to do strict. Not, I always do pull-ups, so today I'm going to do bar muscle-ups. <laughs> 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 and that's and then it's 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 that simple and it just takes time just don't be afraid to dip your toe in that water and just start because i've i've <laughs> we've all me and bill have both screwed up a lot we've done non-variance weeks oh yeah when someone actually goes like hey we've been doing a lot of pulling and i go shoot you're right <laughs> We've done the a problem lot. Problem is that I I like the pulling stuff, yeah. so I'm like uh, like that's one of those ones where it's your natural bias that you don't see. Yeah, you get in there, and you're like, oh wow. People you know, come to the gym like, like five hundred. We have done five hundred pulling <laughs> yeah. pull ups, and their hands oh, look sorry, like Swiss guys. cheese, and they they can't straighten their arms, and they look like they have them inside their t-shirts. You're like, oh right. right. Well, I yeah. will say this: I have heard that one a lot when they're like, you know, I've done pull ups every day this week, and I'm like, that's weird. We haven't. <laughs> We've done rope climbs, we've done pull-ups, we've mm -hmm. done bar muscle-ups, we've done, there's some there's some ring muscle-ups right. in there. just happened to be yeah. that you only scaled to pull-ups. Did you vary your scales? No, I did right. not. Oh, well, <laughs> let me talk to you about variants. <laughs> this is podcast, you should check it out. Yeah. Let me go check it out. Kip swing, ring row, band, <laughs> bent over rows. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways. So if you guys are out there, again... If you're confused on where to start, just start. Start with one day. Look back at what happened. Look at what you're going to do. 
talk to your gym programmer. Or go to .com. That's the fun thing. They did, used to teach you in the level one, like Bill was saying, this WMG and this couplets and this cycle. There is a little cycle in there to the point that like, you could almost guess what movement patterns may be coming up. They do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is an outline there. And what they do is they look at what they did and they just put the, the next thing in line. And the next one that comes up, they just, okay, what have we not done in the last three or four days? We haven't gone long. Okay, let's go long. We've done a lot of pushing. Okay, well, then let's pull. Let's do some squats, right? And that's that's the fun part. There is no right way to do it. There is a wrong way, and the only way you figure out how to do it right is to do it wrong. There you go. All right, good stuff, everyone. That was fun. If you guys have questions, please reach out to us. We want to help. We want to answer questions, or, or why do you even think that? Challenge the way we think, because the only way you do that is that that creates a conversation, and maybe that helps push us and advances us as well. We are not the end all be all. We no, just love to talk I, you know, about I think it. that's that's one of the things that uh, on our on our side is actually really good. I mean, I think we both believe that we are very good at what we do, but I am never not open to other cool ideas. That's the, that's the, one of the cool things about being like a teacher or a coach is you rob and steal all the great things that are out there. So if someone has an idea and is like, you know what, you shouldn't do it this way. Maybe you should look at it this way. I will always go like, Hmm. All right, let me hmm. think about it. Yes. I might I might go, that's awesome. Or I might go, I will never, ever do that. <laughs> right. It might be, but I'll think about it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll look at it. And, it. and if we can constructively help someone's point of view on how something is, whether that's wrong totally. or right, I think we're all moving forward in the right direction. Totally. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your feedback on this and what variance means to you, how you can vary everything, why you should, and what it means to do that versus something being completely randomized as you program. And that was, uh, that was good. That was super fun. Yeah, our next episode is going to be a Programmatron special. Last week, we had our top three favorite gymnastic CrossFit workouts, gymnastics only. And our next one is barbell. Is that correct? Yep. Ooh, barbell. Barbell. If you guys want to hear that episode, you're going to have to be a programmatron. You're going to have to follow us on Patreon. Subscribe to our channel. Six bucks a month. Go to patreon.com for six bucks a month. You can support us more than you already do and get those exclusive episodes and a workout of the week from Bill and I with our own variants included with the programming. (laughs) Love it. Love it. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We will see you guys next time. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.